0: Hi I'm Harry and I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon.
1: But where do the items come from?
0: Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds and interview others in the antiques and auction trade and if we're honest just about any other topic that happens to come to mind.
1: Welcome back to The Gabble and the Gabble. It's me, Harry, and I am joined, and I have to be honest with you, in the warm-up to this, he's been quite tricky, <laughs> but I am joined by... I've got some jammy dodgers. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, Simon. Hi, Harry. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, Simon is trying to test myself and producer Dave out by playing with everything in his office. Uh, by playing with everything in his office and driving me insane. How has your day been, Simon? You've had a good day.
0: We've had a lovely day. We have had a big old challenge today. I think we did mention this in a previous podcast, but today was the day we went down to the Landmark Trust down in West Devon and picked up some Victorian printing presses now, not only are these beautiful, beautiful works of art, these huge raw iron printing presses, but as we have discovered today, they are properly heavy. They make you look like a middleweight, Harry. Say that again. They make you look like a middleweight. Oh, thanks. I Like a middleweight. Great. Cheers. So we have been down to lovely West Devon and dismantled these huge, huge printing presses, Nearly broke one of the tail lifts on the lorry because it turned out that our printing press was more than half a ton. Oh, wow. And we've got them back to the auction house. So a successful day, a very successful day. No idea how these magnificent beasts will fare. At an auction, I'm hoping we can find them a good home. We were informed about the sad tale of the gentleman, the printer extraordinaire as he was, that owned these items, who is no longer with us. And we met a few people that knew him and they are very keen that we, Lime Bay Auctions, and you and I, Harry, find them a good home. And I feel slightly like we've been entrusted with these magnificent machines and it is our job now harry to find them a new home so no pressure no quite i was about to say
1: it's always um uh, not trickier it's always interesting when you have the personal story behind an item yeah i have to say it does gu on
0: yeah and i'm not i'm not going to share it but the gentleman wasn't that old he's no longer with us a sad story and was clearly, his name was Ian, Um, and Ian was clearly very, very well liked and is clearly very, very sadly missed. So, yeah, we do have a responsibility. And whilst clearing this magnificent workshop where he did lithograph printing and old Victorian style press printing using these you know, 100-year-old plus, you know, 130, 40, 50-year-old machines. As we were clearing the workshop, we found some of his work, which is quite spectacular. So this guy, Harry, using the oldest machines that you can possibly, you know, that you can find for printing, all hand-cranked and, you know, all very heavy and wrought iron, but producing some really fantastic modern artwork with them and we found some of those pieces of artwork today in the workshop really quite magnificent this chap was very very talented so in terms of blending the old with the new uh, the old machines to produce contemporary beautiful artwork really quite a stunning individual really quite amazing so I am desperately hoping um that we will find somebody of a similar ilk that will take on these huge machines, collection only, way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and use them the way Ian did. So that is the job we've been entrusted to do. Yeah, if you're listening to the pod and you have somebody who wants to, uh,
1: who is into the uh, printing and lithographs and all the rest of it, you now know where to come and get two spectacular machines. Well that was a good day. So you feel like you've done some good for the
0: world. Well, we are trying. We are certainly trying because I think possibly they may have been lost forever if if, you know, if we hadn't said yes we're going to come down dismantle. It took six of us to move two machines, and we had to take them apart. All sounds very heavy. It was very, very heavy. Got a little bit of a sore back, got to admit. But I have found some jammy dodgers, so all is right with the world. You'll be back with keep fit. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) I I have um, an anecdote to tell you about today. I went to a Big Yellow. No, this doesn't put me any great light, by the way. Uh, I went to a Big Yellow in Camberley, I think I was. And um, I've been on the road all day. It's been, a ve- we've got, I've got, I'm hardly in the office this week um, until you and I meet to auctioneer on Friday and Saturday. Was that this week? That is this week. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, because Windsor and the surrounding areas are busy, busy at the moment um, for, for us at the auction house. Anyway, so I go to a Big Yellow and I'm running five minutes late. And rather than try and break the law and phone from the car, turn up in the car park, ladies, I say, oh, Hello. Um, I'm Harry. Apologies, I'm five minutes late. said, no problem, no problem. She goes, I did accost a man in a suit across the way and asked if he was Harry, and he was really, really rude to me and goes, do I look like a Harry? (laughs) (laughs) At which point I went, I said, "What? hang on, does this man know me or something? What's going on here? Do I look like I'd be called Harry? I was like, oh, that's a bit. She went, yeah, it was very odd. So that that's how the appointment started. That my name is is not good. I've got the wrong name apparently. Do I look like a Harry? Yeah. So a huge, huge storage unit. I forget how they come in different sizes. Oh my yeah. life. Um. So mm. the crew are going to be clearing that in the next fortnight or so. Um. Now I have to ask you to allow me to do. I've got uh, a couple of shout shout outs in this particular issue of the podcast. And the first one of which and we'll put the link up on the um, notes and on the socials is that um, I've been asked to compare the Royal Windsor uh, flower show, which is on Saturday, the 10th of June uh, up in the Great Park here in Windsor. We're going to have a lot of fun doing that, obviously. And so myself and I'll be bringing part of the Windsor Auctions team up there. And we're going to put the ticket link up on our socials. So that'd be great fun. I'll be there all day announcing winners of various competitions and guiding people around. And <laughs> also, yeah, don't laugh. Yeah, go on, <laughs> get it off your chest. How are you on flowers, just out of interest? Well, lucky it's the 10th of June, isn't it? So I've got plenty of
0: time to read up. <laughs> Do you know your <laughs> daisy from your your rambling rose? I have enlisted the help
1: of a lady who really does know her stuff. The director of the uh, Royal Windsor Flower Show is going to help me, she says. And she's really, really helpful. And she has worked. Uh, she used to be the director of the Chelsea Flower Show. So she oh, is wow. uh, because they've relaunched the Royal Windsor Flower Show and it's really on the map now. So that's, um, it's quite fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And also I have one other thing to talk about. I am on the 22nd of April and this will, you'll like this, um, although you're not coming. <laughs> How rude. The Conscious and Curated Show. Uh, this is run by Shinehouse Tours. And I'm sitting on a panel hosted by uh, Karen Harpikas. And the subject of our discussion and panel meeting is the inside track on sourcing the best vintage and antique pieces. Um, now, this is all um, in aid of Stroud Women's Refuge uh, in Gloucestershire, and it's in Gloucestershire, obviously it's in Stroud. Um, so Shine House Tours, I'll put the link up on uh, socials. There's four of us going to be discussing and chatting and taking questions on where to source the best vintage and antique pieces. And uh, obviously, there traders and there's some amazing people exhibiting their design in the conscious and curated show. So pop along and have a look. Uh, going to be that's going to be a good day. So um, I'm not sure. I've already been told that auctioneers are quite verbose. So just shush, let other people speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Haven't even done the event yet. Already had the warning. Already been told off. <laughs> told off in advance. I like that. Not told off. Sounds like it. Gently
1: reminded. To
0: shut the front door.
1: Yeah, that you and I are quite chatty. So mm. oh. so those are the two shout outs I had to do. I promised both organisations, primarily because the Royal Windsor Flower Show, we've donated, uh Windsor Auction have donated their fee and it's going towards um, Center point and the other charities that they support. Good. And Great. obviously when the, the um, Stroud Women's Refuge Gloucestershire is getting all of that. So that was that. Um, so thanks for letting me do that. I appreciate it, mate.
0: Oh, well, that's very good. You can. Are you dusting off your tux again? Is that what's
1: going on? No, there'll be no penguin wearing. No penguin suit wearing. Okay. And we talked about that in the last podcast, didn't we? Yeah. We did, didn't we? We did. I have two more of those coming up.
0: <laughs> Later in the year, so I'm terrified. And you ask me why I'm why I'm not doing that. You really don't understand Devon at all, do you? Well, I'm doing one at Ascot
1: Racecourse, and I'm doing one at Ascot Golf Club about a week apart, I think. Yeah. So they'll be good. They're good. They'll be good. good fun. I'm doing none. You can do. Do you want to do the Do you want to do the one I'm doing instead? No. Do you no. Drive up here and. No. Okay. All right then.
0: <laughs> what we do need to talk about, Harry, is. Our last monthly auction at Windsor Auctions. Oh yeah, 24th or 25th, something like that, February. So as our dear listener knows, we Harry and I started Windsor Auctions from nothing. It rapidly shaped into barely more than nothing over its first six months. And we gently grew it over many, many years. With ups and downs along the way. But last month was our biggest auction, our biggest sale to date. We broke our house record, didn't we, Harry? Harry finds this, dear listener, very uncomfortable. (laughs) I do do find it really uncomfortable. Why are you finding this so uncomfortable?
1: This is I don't like the back slapping is not my... Oh, dear. Which is weird because I've got such a big ego... (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: The fact of the matter is... I would imagine that I would be more comfortable with this, but we actually smashed our house record. We smashed our house record. Um, So we are very, very happy about that. Yes, we did not just surpass our monthly total by a small amount. We absolutely smashed it. And that is in huge part due to the massively hard work that Harry has put in over the last couple of months sourcing some absolutely amazing auction hang on hang on, nuts. Hold on hold up
1: are you that's sweet of me to say are you suggesting that for the last 15 years i haven't been trying very hard and suddenly pulled my finger out in the last six weeks is that what you're saying
0: i think you finally got into your stride <laughs> is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i think you finally
1: cracked it harry well, thanks for that, mate. Uh, but the uh, interesting thing about it is, dear listener, is that um, prepping for this particular show, that uh, this
0: record—it's a show now. I like that; it's a show.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> co-host. I've been described on a, in a cat in a magazine thing as the co-host of the gavel and the Gabble. That's my title. That's me. That's what I do. So. <laughs> Well, very happy with that. Boo sucks to the actual fact that we're working really hard as an auctioneer. I'm the co-host of the guy. and the guy, that's my job, right? But I, I've got to, I've got to draw your attention. I was going to get in before you did because although we did have, and we did have, uh, a record-breaking auction for which the whole team is Cockahoo. should be praised because yeah, and because it's it's not a one-man show; it's a massive team of people who work hard to do it. Um, however, there were quite a lot of wall of shame moments.
0: Oh yeah yeah, and we're going to share some of those in this
1: podcast. Yeah, you have sent me a list of lot numbers. And when I looked at these lot numbers, I wondered what they all had in common. Basically, what they have in common is that I got the prices wrong. That's what ties oh, no. these lots together.
0: Not at all. This is <laughs> these are merely examples of how auctions are thriving in this current climate when we as auctioneers you as the auctioneer bring to the market exceptional rare quality pieces and It also does go to highlight that in this current market where good quality items are absolutely having a heyday, uh, having their heyday at auction, that it doesn't matter to hoots what you or I think it's estimated at, the market will decide. And quite frankly, at the moment, the market is deciding very, very favourably towards interesting, rare good quality pieces. Would you not agree? I would agree. So um, just leaping in with that,
1: lot 601 was the diamond that we discussed a couple of oh, uh, yes. auctions ago, which is a four carat, um, four carat diamond. This attracted a lot of uh, interest. Um, I think we may have talked about it before, but it was uh, estimated at four to 6,000. And it was fought out between a lovely lady in the room with the assistance of one of our team, because she was nervous at bidding and hadn't done auctions before, so a member of our team helped her out. Yes,
0: yeah, she went in big for her first auction, didn't she?
1: <laughs> yeah, she went charging in big. And then two bidders, both from Antwerp, it turned out. Right then, lot number six oh one is a diamond ring. Approximately four point two carats, LM colour, etc. You, you, great, lovely. Start the bidding at six
0: thousand pounds, I'm after. 6,000, we're bid. 6 1, we need. Emma, 6 1. Okay, back of the 6, room, one, six 1, we have at the back. 6 2.
1: 6 two there. 6 6,5. 6 5. 6 6. 6, seven. six, eight. Uh, six 9. Thank you. 7,100. 7,100. 7,2 at the back. 7,3. 7,3. 7,4. 7,5 at the back. Right, bear with me. 7, 6 there. 7, 8. 7, 9. 8,000. 8, 8, 2 it would need to be, Sarah. 8, 2. 8, 2. 8, 4 it would need to be, sir. 8, 4. 8, 6. 8, 000. 8. eight. 8 9,000. 9, I'm not ignoring you, sir. 9,000. 9,000 in the middle. 9,000. 9, 5 it would need to be. 10,000. 10,500 at the back. 11,000, 11 and a half, 12,000 to the back, sir, no, he's ignoring me, it needs to be 12,000, 13, 12 and a half, we're at 12,000 pounds, Sarah, are you back on, have you finished bidding for your lady, who wants to throw bricks at me, 12,000 pounds, I she does, thank you for nodding lovely, 12,000 pounds, the threat, £12,000. It's on Emma's phone at £12,000. Fair warning to you all.
0: So estimated at to pounds Sold for? £12,000. Absolutely £12,000. What a superb result. Do you put that purely down to your brilliance? or No, I put that down to it being an incredibly
1: quality item. And it was hotly contested. And there were six or seven bidders in up to £10,000, weren't there? So... Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good. My biggest.
0: Come and get me estimate.
1: Come and get me or oh, not knowing what I was talking about. So lot five, three, six was a char green and white metal box.
0: Oh, now. Okay. Right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're beating yourself up <laughs> yeah. a little bit because I look at the catalogue beforehand. I'm not suggesting that I know any more than you, but I looked at it. Quite frankly, that did not stand out to me in any way, shape or form. It really, truly didn't. Um, It did not leap off of the catalogue. For me, obviously, that was something special and particularly rare.
1: Yeah. Interestingly, it was in a box to be thrown out in the house that I visited. And I fished it out and said, "Do you mind if I? am going to put that into the sale. I've just got to feel that it's it's got value in it. Let's not, you know, don't let's not chuck it away." Describe it for our listener, Harry. It's literally it's five centimeters tall. It's uh, nine centimeters in diameter, and it is, looks like a pillbox. It's made of shagreen, yeah. so shark skin, and then it's got white metal banding and across across the top with a little flower, a little flower. Yeah, a very unusually on this occasion. Usually, Simon, as we've talked about before, when somebody buys something and they've paid for it and they've got it in their possession if you ask them to shed a bit of light on it they'll you know yeah um because it's then they've you know in their opinion they've now sort of won the battle of the auctioneer versus the buyer but this particular individual would not share any information on it at all really even when asked very nicely
0: yeah yeah we're very peculiar. so anyway, are we literally none the wiser
1: no none the wiser um but somebody will tell us all about it Lot number 536, a chagrin and white metal box with rose decoration to top. Not like £100 for this one. £100 I have at the back of the room. 110, 120, 140, 50, 60, 70, 80,
0: 190, Hang 200, on. and 20, Are you on 30, this, Sarah? 40, okay, gotcha. 50, 60, 270, 80, 90, 320, 40, 60, 80. We're looking 420 now. 420, looking for 440.
1: Don't look at the estimate, madam. It embarrasses the auctioneer. At 460,
0: 460, 480, 500, looking for 550, looking for 550, 550, 600, 600, looking for 650, 650, 700, at 700 pounds, looking for 750. 750's bid, 800, we're looking for... At 750 pounds, looking for 800. Are you out, Sarah? Thank you, you. you, Sarah. 800, we need back of the room at 800. Commissions are out online. We're currently with you at the back of the room at 800 pounds, 850, 900. Thank you, sir. At 850 online, looking for 900 elsewhere. Final few seconds at 850 and selling that way. Fair warm.
1: Those of you who haven't been to an auction before, one, I'll be appearing on the wall of shame in the ATG next week, and two, that was called a "come and get me" valuation. How lovely! Oh. Simon's got three hours driving back to Devon this afternoon, two and a half hours of which will be on the phone to me taking the Mickey. Um, but that we estimated at thirty to fifty, and yes, that sold for thirty eight, to eight hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't good. That's not a good day.
0: One that I enjoyed, a particular lot that I enjoyed was literally four lots in. And so I'm trying to give you a bit of a respite for a second, Harry, (laughs) a little bit of respite. So you had a lot of good silver uh, in the sale. Mm. And our silver buyers... Second consignment this month. Really? Fantastic. Well, let's see if the same thing happens this month. Because our silver buyers got a little bit pithy with each other, didn't they? Uh, Yes, it could be said. We had a room full of regulars and a
1: few new faces, which was nice in the room. And then we had... Quite a lot
0: of bidders online. And so lot 504, nothing to do with value or price or whatever, but a a, a fiercely contested lot. And I think bear in mind we're only four lots in. Um, and I think we had to comment about how much tension there was in the room over these lots because the bidding was so fierce and it was quite it was quite exciting wasn't it it was quite
1: exciting but i mean as an auctioneer that well we're lucky because we auctioneer sat next to each other and yeah. uh, which is our the, which is our usp so it's quite nice to have somebody to bounce off on the day um because just we're simultaneously talking like we do on the podcast and um, but we both looked at each other and we've sat next to each other for 20 years, for God's sake. So we looked at each other and went, oh, this doesn't look good, as people were getting quite <laughs> cross get- with one another. <laughs> that tank of us, you know, I once 200 pounds, sold for 350 outside, I would suggest of the current norms for an item of that nature. But mm. the price achieved was
0: purely down to that. Well, you're not having it. Well, I'm having it. You're not having it. Well, exactly. I'm having it. Exactly. Exactly. I am not losing out to that in- individual over there, as you will hear, because I think David's going to cut that bit in for us. And we may have made a little comment at the end of it. Uh, listen to listen to what David cuts in.
1: Uh, number 504, Georgian Silver Tankers, Hallmark for London. Start the bidding, I'm looking for
0: £250. £250, any interest at... £260 online, £270 online, £280 we need, £280 at the back of the room, £290, £300, £20, 340, 340 Commissions are out online, we're with you, sir, at the back of the room at 340 currently. Commissions are out online.
1: £340 I have and I'm looking for £360. 340 I have, looking for £360. Fair warning... Uh, 505 is a sterling silver sugar bowl by Shreve Crump and Lowe Company. Start the bidding at 40 pounds. 40 pounds, any interest at 40 pounds, 40 pounds, 25, 25 at the back. Yep, yeah, 25. I have it. I'm looking for 28. 30 seated in the middle. 32 at the back. 32 on the side. I've not. 35 at the back. 38. 40 here. 42. 45. Yeah. 48. 50. Yes. 55. 60, 65, 65, 65 seated. No, it's 60 to my left. 60 pounds I have, fair warning. A bit of scrap in the car park.
0: 506. <laughs> 506- that was great, wasn't it? I mean, four lots in and we had a heated, fierce, competitive room. It was fantastic, wasn't it?
1: Uh, it was. It, it was a good day. But we, in this current coming auction, and we don't usually talk about individual lots in there coming up, but in this coming auction, I have a pair of Georgian candlesticks. That was a Georgian tankard from the same house. Uh, and these are George the Second, and they I think they've got an estimate of about, three to four thousand pounds on them and already there is a degree of yeah so i think this is going out this episode will be bound to go out after the auction so i feel comfortable saying there's a degree (laughs) of um of that going on already with uh, mm. people phoning up saying, I'd like to see them outside of viewing because I don't want people to see I'm seeing
0: them. And, oh, all right. Okay, That's, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all very cloak and dagger. Very cloak and dagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about lot 581, Harry? 581 was the jade ring. Now, that was a bit of a cracker, right? Again. Now, there were two of these. There were th- Sorry, there were three of these rings.
1: There was a jade, a ruby, and uh, a, a, blue, a nondescript blue stone. Yes. Uh, which we sadly didn't have time to have tested. These were thrown in a box in a house. Um, and we, you and I had a conversation yesterday about where you find things. Well, I found these in a box in a house that was on its way out the door. Yeah, so that jade ring, and I think the ruby made similar money, but the jade ring was two to 400 and it sold for... Lot number 581 jade ring with two stone diamond shoulders uh on
0: a platinum setting 500 pounds to get it going 500 we bid 550 we're looking for 500. out 550 on Will's phone 600 6 it's going to have to be 700 will on your phone 700, 700. out 700 please sarah 700 on
1: sarah's phone Point. 750 behind 800 on your phone sarah 850 behind we call it yeah 900 Sarah on your phone 950 behind thousand on your phone Sarah 1100 behind 12 Sarah 13 behind 14 Sarah 15 16 Sarah 17 behind 18 Sarah 19 behind 2,000 Sarah so it's 19 at the back of the room yeah you're gone, you're... That's, definitely gone. that's definitely gone 19 at the back of the room. And we're selling that way. Fair warning. Gotcha. £1,900.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It was a cracking day, wasn't it? I have to say the customer's over the moon. Yeah. And has consigned
1: uh, again with us. So that, you know, obviously was happy with the results and, and all the rest of it. So that was good. Uh, yes, yeah, so, mate, it was it was a good day. It was a good day, and um, I'm not bashful, um, and we had a lot of fun. But I tell you what was more in- as interesting as all of this, particularly as we're talking about um, Inside Trek on sourcing the best vintage and all the rest of it, this was day two of our sale. Day one of our sale was mm. furniture. Yeah. Now, I think we'd all agree we had some nice furniture, and we had some nice mid-century, and we had what I would refer to as general Good quality, house clearance, yeah, top of the end pine, some nice mahogany, but nothing really, really outlandish or amazing. No, no, no. And I think ninety two percent of it's old, five hundred of furniture.
0: Yeah. Unheard of really in, in the last mm many many years yeah, yeah, yeah. so really good prices and i remember
1: you and i sat down on friday night in well we'll give them a shout out as well why yeah. not in windsor brewery great place uh which is on which is on the uh, trading estate where our warehouses yeah. are we were astounded and literally it was picked up the following week usually you have to chase a number of people to come and collect things and that's all down to van availability and all the rest of it we appreciate that uh usually it's very often not people being awkward but um, it was all gone in five days. And literally, we had an empty room for the first time in six years, I think. Yeah. I think Emma sent you a
0: photo, didn't she? Uh, yes, she did. Yeah. yeah, she sent me. I've nev- never seen the room look so empty. It was fantastic. Slightly daunting. Yeah, I can tell you it's full now. Um, <laughs> three and a half weeks is
1: all it took to fill both warehouses.
0: Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So
1: um, that just goes to show that the buyer and seller at the moment, the buying and selling at auction We're just one auction house amongst many great auction houses in this country. And a lot of individuals working really hard, but the market is buoyant. The market is good. And this bidding online is helping. Um, But obviously I'm, uh, I'm slightly more old school than you. You really have embraced online and I'm happy to do it, but I am very much an advocate of coming to look, feel, touch, open, poke about all the rest of it. You're more, I think I'm not speaking for you, but more of a, Yeah, you can do that online if you want.
0: (laughs) Totally, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's absolutely incumbent on the auction houses to make that a, a real option in other words you know items should have dimensions on there should be condition reports there shouldn't be one photo there should be eight nine or ten um i know for our last auction uh down at lime bay um we worked out that we had 400 lots and we had four and a half thousand photographs for that sale and i think that is what makes people comfortable enough to bid online because, you know, we have got a camera angle of every angle of, of of every piece of furniture and the like. And therefore, I think bidding online is perfectly, perfectly the right way to go. And of course, we know that we reach every corner of the globe, which, yep. you know, I we know didn't I, used I to be able that. to do. I
1: get, and I love that. But I just, I personally, I'm a fan of having a look at it touch
0: of oh yeah absolutely and and i and i like bidding in the room as well uh not our room obviously because that would be illegal but <laughs> you know bidding at other auctions absolutely love it absolutely love it but big shout out though because Windsor auctions breaking its house record We didn't know when we started this year. 2023 has always been touted for everybody, not just for auctions, for business, um, as potentially it could be a very tough year. Potentially it could be a recession. Potentially the sky might fall in. It hasn't. And... Windsor auctions has smashed its house record. So I felt, I felt, Harry, that it was a very, very proud day for our little old auction house in Windsor.
1: Yeah, all those years ago, starting in a van, Monty van, the pair of us sat in uh, various places. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've done, no, it's been, it was great fun. It was great fun. I'm not, I'm not sorry. I shouldn't be such a killjoy. <laughs> um, however, however, off Mike, the thing that makes me laugh is that everybody goes. So when you're going to beat that? <laughs> <laughs> so the pressure, the pressure to go out and find more stuff is just uh, unbelievable, isn't it? It's just, but you know, it, at the moment, house calls uh, are, are up. Um, we're doing. Uh, I don't think. I think the team. At the moment, I think we're collecting or clearing from a house every single working day of the week, so not weekends, which is quite quite unreal um, that that sort of volume of items are being processed and brought to market. But then you've got all the fairs. The spring's coming now. Spring's coming. The fairs are are up and running even more so. I mean, in my area, obviously, Kempton is a big thing, and that's hugely successful. It's all year round, rain or shine. Plenty of buyers, great place, um, and it's famous for it. Um, but the big affairs really seem to kick in, um, you know, spring and the and the and and people are more, you know, they look forward to going for a walk around a fair and buying a few bits. The general public and the buyers, right when it's not actually chucking it down with rain and freezing cold, don't they? I mean, that's you know,
0: absolutely, absolutely right. Talk to me about lot five eight five, Harry. Ah, uh, now. Uh, subsequently, I've done some research on this. <laughs> subsequently, uh, I gathered <laughs> that. A Victorian Pinchbeck and Pearl Necklace in Purple Silk Lined yeah. Box from Watherston and Son, 12 Pal Mal. Lot number
1: 585 is the Victorian Pinchbeck and Pearl Necklace in Purple Silk Lined Box. Uh, start the bidding at £300.
0: 1,000, 1100, at 1100, 1200, 1300, 1400, 1500, 1700. At 1700, we're looking for 18, 19. At 1900, we're looking for 2000. At 19, 2000, 21. 2100, looking for 2200. 22, 23. At 23, looking for two four. At 2300, 24, 25. Looking for two six. Looking for two six. Bear with me, Sarah. At two thousand five hundred, looking for two thousand. Would you like two thousand six hundred? Thank you so much, Sarah. We are at two thousand five hundred pounds. We are looking for two thousand six hundred. Fair warning to all. And we're selling at two thousand five hundred. Yeah. Just in case yeah. there are a few listen- listeners um, who, who don't know, tell everybody what Pinchbeck is. Uh, we're not getting involved in that um, because <laughs> there's
1: an argument. There is an argument that this isn't Pinchbeck.
0: Ah!
1: So we had three jewelers look at this item um, because it's particularly odd and its construction is peculiar. It is nothing to do with whether it's Pinchbeck. It wasn't gold. It was the maker that is the uh, where the money came from. So we valued that on the advice of three other people who double checked our homework for us at one hundred, two hundred, and it went for two and a half thousand pounds. It did, didn't it?
0: All right. <laughs> I mean, how you can take this as a criticism? I really he don't gives
1: know. with he gives with one hand and <laughs> uh, takes
0: uh, it takes with the other. Me, I am. Yeah. I'm trying to pick you up here, and it's you know. I wonder if it's as uncomfortable for the listener as it is for you. <laughs> uh, so we don't think that that was pinchbeck. We actually well, think, they, in hindsight, is- that that was gold. Right? No, no, no. We know it's not gold. So what is it?
1: Well, it. it I, I'm. I want it to be. I to, took advice, and I was happy that it was pinchbeck and uh, you know which is that copper and zinc and it resembles gold yeah and it's used in watchmaking and cheaper jewelry and that sort of stuff mm. often costume jewelry or
0: older jewelry
1: yeah 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 exactly but it's it we tested it it wasn't gold so it, therefore okay. it must it must be something like a pinchbeck or whatever so it was tested we haven't got that wrong because otherwise that was a disaster but that wasn't that right. so it's tested mm, sure But we, but the cost, the price, the price achieved is purely down to the maker. Got you.
0: And of course, it was boxed, and it did have, you know. Oh, look! I tell you what, mate, it looked amazing. Oh, it looked incredible. The box was uh, like
1: a blue and purple silk. It was just a whole thing was. It was a delicious piece of jewelry. Okay, have we have we finished picking on me for the ones I got wrong? (laughs) Mm. We could keep going
0: for a while. Absolutely.
1: And finally. Oh, my life. Should we give Lot 602 a spin? Oh, no, that's a really nice brooch. Yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a diamond brooch. <laughs> uh, a Victorian 1880.
0: All right. Silver and gold, pearl and diamond brooch. Price that. Natural saltwater pearl. It was, yeah. It was It was a good price. 800 to 1,200. I've sold those all day long for a 1,000 pounds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How much did it make?
1: Lot number six oh two, Victorian eighteen eighty silver and gold pearl and diamond brooch, natural saltwater pearl size. Start the bidding. Who's on this one? Thank you, Sarah. Start the bidding at twelve hundred pounds. Twelve hundred. We bid thirteen hundred. Thirteen
0: hundred. Thirteen fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. We had fifteen hundred. Fifteen sixteen hundred online. Bear with me, Sarah. We're at 16, 17, 1800. At 1800 online, 19, 2000 at £2,000 and we're looking for 2100. 2 1 at 2100. Sarah, 2200 on your phone it would need to be. Or elsewhere. 2200 on Sarah's phone. 2003, 2004 please. Yeah. 2004 on Sarah's phone. 2400, 2500 we need. internet's out we're on sarah's phone no 2005 2006 please sarah 2600 on sarah's phone 2700 2800 thank you so angry thank you sarah 2800 we need
1: 2800 anywhere else in the room if not it's on simon's internet at 2700 Two eight, Sarah's back in on her phone. Online. She doesn't like to lose, I tell you.
0: Two thousand nine hundred we now have three thousand, Sarah. Can you do it again? At two thousand. You said that last time.
1: What
0: happened there? (laughs) It's (laughs) two thousand nine hundred pounds online. Three thousand we're looking for. Final few seconds at two thousand nine hundred and selling. 2,900. You were a bit, I mean, you were a bit closer on that one, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, David, can we edit some of this out?
1: This is just not good.
0: I I think it's going very, very well. It was a hugely successful auction. We made some very good numbers for our magnificent customers. They're all happy. We're all happy. Apparently, the only one that isn't is Uncle Harry.
1: (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, Right. What do you got coming up, mate? Apart from the fact we're seeing each other at the end of the week for three days of auctioneering.
0: Woohoo Three days of auctions. yeah quite a lot of um, research into printing presses and printing methods, as you may well imagine. Oh, I tell you what I did do. on the way back from printing presses today, I met a lovely lady called. Pauline, bless her, advancing in years. Her lovely son was there to help her along. She's had a bit of a stroke. She's been a bit poorly, and as we were going around, she's downsizing. We've talked about this before. She's got to get rid of stuff. It's all quite tricky, and we were in the living room. And we were talking about what pieces she'd be taking with her to her new retirement uh, home with some, you know, some assistance, um, and it was all quite tricky. But my eye kept flicking to the corner because there was something in the corner with a big silk sheet over it. It was quite big and it was quite, and I was, and Pauline was getting a bit all over the place and a little bit emotional, bless her, but she was such a sweet lady. So I thought I'll try and divert attention a little bit. Pauline, what's what is, what's this in the corner? She said, oh, oh, no, you can't have that. You can't have that. I said, no, 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 I don't, I don't want it. I'm just interested in it. It's got a beautiful sheet. Of, you know, it looks, looks lovely. What is it? It's my harp. Oh, had, I love a harp. Yeah. I, it, so the story goes that when her mother passed away, some many years back, she'd obviously inherited a bit of money and she'd always wanted and therefore had custom made her own harp. So we took the cover off of this and we had a chat about it and it was gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful. And I got a little bit of a tune on the harp and a little bit of a lesson as well. Uh, And she told me all about it. So I thought that was a bit of a special way to end the day. Yeah. So Pauline and her harp. Bless her. Lovely. Um, Right. Any other business? A couple of things I've
1: got to ask you, Simon. Simon. Um, We have got uh, a couple more interviews coming up. We've got Angus Ashworth, the Yorkshire Auction House TV show uh, and Rydell Auctions. We've also got a fascinating chap called Michael Baggett, who uh, many will remember from TV shows such as Flog It. Uh, He's a silver expert um, and a very gentle human being, really lovely guy. And he has just started doing uh, YouTube videos explaining the history of silver items. Paul Ladle was uh, chatting about it, and he is of the mind that Michael's approach to this is exemplary, and that many people in the trade and who are collectors would do well to spend ten minutes just listening to these YouTubes. And Michael's voice um, is—he's very—he's a—he's a a charming chap. And he's very gentle. You know, he's not like us. He's not brash and loud and all the rest of it. He's, he's a really nice guy. So he's coming on. We've booked him to come on and uh, do an interview. Uh, so that's great. So we're going to talk to him about all things silver, uh, we're going to get schooled um, and I'm going to get told that I don't describe things correctly, I imagine. As a you, Simon, but in a nice way. Uh,
0: more, yeah, more than likely. Um, <laughs> but actually, two fantastic guests there. I am thoroughly looking forward to chatting to and meeting to those two guys. Yeah, we would like to know, dear listener, who else should
1: we be interviewing? We are aware because somebody's asked us to try and get uh, Drew Pritchard, he of Salvage Hunters fame, uh, he's mm-hmm. got a new book coming out um so we're trying to track him down to have a natter with him about his new book how to be an antique dealer we should get that which is a follow-up to man with a van which was quite a good which was a good book actually I, I've, in fact yeah. it's yeah I think I've only got one book on the shelf behind me and that's it <laughs> Next to a, next to a laughing buddha uh so yeah the gavel and the gable at gmail.com. If you have anybody that you would like us to approach, to chat to, to talk to and to interview.
0: Or any general questions that that you'd like Harry to answer.
1: (laughs) Or any general questions that Simon will put his extraordinarily large brain to. And on that happy note, dear boy, (laughs)
0: um,
1: as it's now the middle of the night and you've got a family to get home to.
0: I've got all the time in the world, Harry. What else do you want to talk about? I've got all the time in the world. I don't think that's true. No, uh, I don't think it is either. <laughs> All right, man. Lovely to speak to you, my I'm, friend. Oh no, hang on. Oh. we forgot already. Forgotten. Oh, not again. Subscribe, please subscribe. Like, review, five stars. We well, don't have to. I mean, it's five stars. Five stars. Tell your friends. Goodbye, Simon. Harry, it's been, it's been, and well done on your amazing auction
1: yeah it was us we all did it stop
0: trying to make that out well done you i hate it goodbye (laughs) see ya